the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion, it's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast and it starts now. I think it was a great game by everyone. Um, you know, we came together as a team. Everyone pulled their weight. Everyone did a great job from from start to finish. Um, you know, PK came up with some big kills. You know, the whole game, I thought we played great. I think the biggest thing we had each other's backs out there. Um, you could see it on the ice. Um, you know, mistakes happen all the time, and you know, we were there for one another. We killed plays. Um, we had each other's backs, and uh, it was a fun brand of hockey to play. And uh, we're excited in the, in the direction we're going. It was good. You know, that's my my first time with him. Obviously, I, I've played against him in the junior days and uh, had his number, um, so it was, uh, it was good to be on the same side as him and uh, really happy for him. Uh, it's a big accomplishment winning your first game and, uh, in the NHL and um, you know, really happy for him. You know, it's going to take a little bit for him to get used to the guys. Obviously, he's coached and been responsible for a lot of guys getting to, to where they are now, and uh, so it's going to take some, some time to get used to everyone, but um, you know, he's a good, calm voice behind the bench, and um, I think everyone fed off it really well. That was Blues assistant captain Robert Thomas after the Blues skated to a 4-2 win last night over the Ottawa Senators at Enterprise Center, snapping a four-game losing streak, moving their record back to 500 at 14-14-1, and and leapfrogging Arizona to move into the second wildcard spot, three points back behind of Nashville, who is in the top spot, and six points back of Dallas, who is in the third spot in the Central Division. Dallas and the St. Louis Blues will play in Enterprise Center on Saturday night. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. And we bring it to you the day after each and every St. Louis Blues game. The Blues get the win, the big story of the game. It was the first game for interim head coach Drew Bannister. It was his first NHL head coaching game behind an NHL bench after spending just over five years in the Blues organization coaching the minor league teams in the American Hockey League. So congratulations to Drew Bannister, who gets the win in his first game behind the NHL bench. We got a big podcast coming up your way. We'll hear the highlights momentarily. You will hear from Drew Bannister talking about tonight's game. You've already heard from Robert Thomas, and you'll hear from an emotional Jordan Cairo more on him a little later on. We've got Joe Vitale's breakdown of the game. I'll give you my takeaways as well. But first, let's get to the highlights of the 4-2 win over the Ottawa Senators. Who's moving ahead? Deflected. What a play to Thomas. Brinkley shoots. He scores! Robert Thomas. With a power move up the ice. And the Blues have taken a 1-0 lead. 11.40 to go, period. Number one. Blues deflect the puck to the front. Thomas right there. He scores. Another assist to Justin Falk. They get the puck to Letty. Letty back door. Score. Brandon Saad. Man, he was just pitching tent, cooking some bacon, and waiting for the delivery on that back door. And he ate it. He buried it. And it's 3-0 Blues on the goal by Brandon Saad, his seventh of the year. Tucker and Kachuk. They move to the center circle. Kachuk trying to come with the right. Tucker blocking one. Now he dance three, four. Comes in with an uppercut. Tucker as Brady Kachuk comes back. Switches to his right. Kachuk loses the helmet. Lands one to the cheek of Tucker. Tucker starts jabbing with some lefts. They wrestle around still. That fight goes to the blue line and down they go. And 
and that's a big one between Tyler Tucker and the captain of the Ottawa Senators, Brady Kachuk. Yeah, he is all kinds of fired up right there. Oscar Sundquist looks like he injured a leg. He's going to go slowly to the bench. He throws his stick aside. He hits his head. The puck went in yeah. by Ottawa Joy. I didn't see the puck go in because I was watching Oscar Sundquist. Yeah, everyone was looking at Oscar, and meanwhile, Ottawa's got a breakaway right behind him. Oh, he got oh. side hit, yeah. Yeah, he got side hit by Ridley Gregg, and then Ottawa goes in and scores. Yeah, everyone was kind of focusing on Oscar Sundquist. Nice play by Falk to the far corner. That pass to Butch Navich, and now to Tory Krug. Krug's going to send this one to the neutral zone. Thomas brings it in. Thomas hits it, drop back, Butch Navich. The Kyra to Butch Navich, they score! Great passing by Jordan Cairo to get the puck back to Butch Navich. And Butch Navich gives him a little noogie on the top of the head. 12.53 to go in the third. 4-1 St. Louis. Ottawa enters the blue zone. Left point pass. Chikrin. They shoot it into traffic. Deflected down and score. Bennington once it waved off with a high stick. Right now the Ottawa Senators have made it 4-2. With a minute 34 to go in the third period, Batherson, I believe, got a piece of it. And a long shot deflected down and wide. Two seconds left, and that'll do it. You can bring up the Zamboni. The Blues beat the Ottawa Senators by a score of 4-2. to And congratulations to Drew Bannister, who earns two points in a Blues victory in his first game as head coach of the St. Louis Blues. Well, with that victory, as we mentioned, Drew Bannister picks up his first career head coaching win in the National Hockey League. Here's what he had to say when he met the media after the game. You know, when I look at the game, I'm proud of the way we played. Uh, this group has gone through a lot in the last 48 hours, and it wasn't perfect, but they responded well here tonight. Maybe it was the first or second shift. We were a little bit on our heels, but um, I thought we we started to 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 get into to their zone, get on the four check, you know, we were we played more on our toes. Uh, we got pucks back. Uh, we spread out the zone. We started to put more pucks to the net too. Um, you know, so I think the start uh, was what we needed. I think we were probably a little bit hesitant early on, but we got ourselves into the game quick. I think there was parts of our game that we liked, and there was parts of our game that when I looked. You know, at it right now, and surely when I look at it here tonight a little bit more, there's parts of the game that we have to clean up. I don't know if my uh, heart rate got down too much during that game, but it was it was exciting. Obviously, it was exciting for me, but uh, exciting to be behind the bench and be part of you know the National Hockey League and be part of this organization and be able to coach you know the the St. Louis Blues. I know you know from last year they were really really good together. Jordan Cairo is an outstanding hockey player. I know he's not playing to his potential, and he's probably the first person to to point that out. Um, but we need to get him going. Like, if we're going to have success, you know, Jordan's going to be a big part of that. I mean, through the game, excuse me, I, th I think he held up well. I've known Jordan for, for some time. I've coached him. He's... He's an outstanding kid, and he cares a lot about his teammates. He cares a lot about this organization, and he cares a lot about the fan base. He's he's disappointed at himself right now for his play. He he is trying to find his way through what he's doing right now, 
And I think anybody that played sports or, or professional sports for that matter has gone through a stretch in sports where they're fighting the game a little bit and they're searching for answers. And that's what he's doing right now. He's searching for answers, you know, and, and Jordan's got to work his way through it, you know. And myself, the rest of the team, they're here to support him. But at the end of the day, it's up to Jordan. And Jordan's got to work through it. We can't hold Jordan's hand. Jordan's got to dig in himself, and he's got to find a way through this. Um, the other lines, you know, I spent some time, obviously, in my, my travel here going over it, um, talking to the coaching staff. And, you know, it, things seem to work today for, for the time being, and we'll move forward with that. But there's always going to be adjustments. That's Blues head coach Drew Bannister. Now let's stay inside the locker room. It was a tough few hours without a shred of doubt for Jordan Cairo. In the end last night, he had a terrific game. He ended up with a spectacular assist sequence on Pavel Butchnevich's goal. He finished the game plus three, which was his eighth plus three game in his career with the St. Louis Blues. But it was his pregame comments that really grabbed the attention of a lot of Blues fans. He was quoted... By Jeremy Rutherford, when asked about his relationship with Craig Berube, he was quoted as saying, no comment, he's not my coach anymore. It was taken quite negatively by Blues fans, and every time he touched the puck throughout the entire game, Jordan Cairo was booed. It was a difficult night for a young 25-year-old budding star for the St. Louis Blues. A learning opportunity. Yes, if he had a chance to do it again, I'm sure he would say it differently. One thing that I felt for sure, and he said it afterwards, is that I do not think the way it was perceived or taken by an emotional fan base was the way that Jordan Cairo meant it. Craig Berube was his head coach right from the start. Jordan Cairo grew from a rookie in the National Hockey League, playing an up-and-down game where he was in the minors and back in the National Hockey League, to a stud on the team with a long eight-year term contract. That being said, Jordan Cairo definitely could have said things differently, and yet, you could tell by the emotion when he met the media after the game. With his willingness to stand there and answer every question until it was done, he stood up, he faced the music, he clarified his comments, and you can tell how much he cared and how much it mattered that he was being booed the way he was because he got very emotional as well. I'm going to play for you the entire presser that he had after the game, and hopefully everything is out of everybody's system when it comes to the fans, and Jordan Cairo is cheered on Saturday night when he touches the puck, because as Bobby Plager said, he's our guy, he's on our team, he's a member of the St. Louis Blues, and that's what matters most. Here's Jordan Cairo clarifying his comments and talking to the media after the game. You know, obviously respect Chief, you know, he's been my coach for the whole time I've been here, right? So, you know, I respect everything he's done here. You know, he's done, he's done a great job, you know, he won a cup, right? So all I really meant was, you know, I'm just trying to focus on my future and, you know, focus on what I can do to help my team win. So that's, that's all I really meant. Jordan, uh, how difficult is it to have the fan base react the way they did tonight? Were you hearing the boos on the ice? Um, yeah, I yeah, definitely heard those. Um, I mean, it's not easy, obviously, but you know, I, I see where they're coming from you know, with how my comments sounded. So that's yeah, definitely tough. I mean, you know, I love playing here. I love playing in front of the fans. So, yeah. What would you want to say about Craig Ruby? I mean, you just mentioned that he was your coach for a long time, mm -hmm. but like, how did he impact your career? I mean, what mm -hmm. can you say about that? Yeah, I mean, helped me in a lot of ways, right? You know, it's really helped me round it all my game and try to be more complete players. So, you know, I, like I said, you know, I respect him as a guy and, you know, no way towards him at all. When did you find out that the comments kind of blew up? 
No, just earlier the day after I woke up from my nap. What, if anything, would you want to say to the fans? I mean, just, you know, sorry if it sounded in a bad way at all. I mean, just like I said, you know, I'm just really trying to focus on, on the future here and, and, you know, focus on what I can do to, you know, help our team win and, you know, help get wins for the boys. So. How were you able to focus then tonight and you feel like you had it? Um, it's definitely the toughest game I've probably played, to be honest. But Any of your teammates or anybody from the organization talk to you about it? Um, I mean, obviously, my teammates have my back, right? So You're getting pretty emotional here. Where, where are the emotions coming from? I mean, it's just tough, right? Like, you know, I love playing here, so it's just it's tough to hear the fans booing me there. Sorry. Jordan, they'll obviously come around. I mean, they know you want to be here and play hard and produce for them. I mean, do you feel like, you know, it's just a bump in the road Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, like I said, I just want to focus on my future and focus on, you know, trying to be a more complete player and, you know, what I can do to help the team win, right? So, yeah, that's just my goal right now. Teammates have anything to say to you, too, just to back you up and give you some positive reinforcement, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought we had a great game as a, as a team today, right? So, yeah, we played well, you know, we're playing fast, aggressive, and, I mean, yeah, we, had, we all had each other's backs today, so. Um, I mean, it's just a big game for us. You know, it was a big goal for us there, so you know, I'm, I'm just glad I could help contribute there. How about the fact that you three got back together on the line, and what, what did you think of your game tonight? Um, yeah, I thought we were really solid. I mean, playing aggressive on the puck, um, playing fast. You know, we're playing together, supporting each other, so that's what we want to play. Again, that's Jordan Cairo. One more time, Bears repeating. It was an emotional 48 hours for a lot of people in many different ways, from inside the organization to outside the organization of fans, you name it. Jordan Cairo is no different than anybody else. He's a human just like anybody else. He heard the booze. It mattered. You could hear how emotional he was. And once again, I'll remind everybody what Bobby Plager talked about. He's our guy. He's on our team. That's what matters most. He's a St. Louis Blue. Now that we got that out of the system, man, would I love to see people cheering on this young man because as the St. Louis Blues take on the Dallas Stars on Saturday night, the success of this team is going to need Jordan Cairo to be a big part of it. And I don't think the mistake of one comment that's potentially misinterpreted should blow up any more than it did. All right, let's move on to the breakdown of the game from Joe Vitale. We talked about everything from the big picture, a big win for Drew Bannister, to the fight that Tyler Tucker had with Brady Kachuk. Here's my broadcast partner, Joe Vitale. It was a great game. I mean, like I said, big picture, busy couple days, emotional couple days. We've seen the, you know, fans' reaction. A beloved Craig Berube departs. You knew it was going to happen at some point. I don't think a lot of people realize it was going to happen this soon. Uh, the team was underperforming. Doug Armstrong had to make a change. You bring in a very stoic presence in Drew Bannister. What was it going to do? What were the players going to do? How were they going to respond? We come to the rink this morning, Curbs. Morning skate, the longest morning skate we've seen. One thing is very clear. This head coach now, the interim head coach in Drew Bannister, believes in practice time, believes in if we have a morning skate, if we have an hour, Let's take full advantage. Let's make sure we're running our drills, getting into a rhythm. That extended pregame skate this morning clearly translated on the ice here tonight. An incredible start, 
11 shots to zero right off the hop. The Senators were a bit stunned. The Blues were on their toes. This is the response. I think they wanted for their coach who now just earned his first NHL win. And this was the response for Doug Armstrong, who, of course, had to make some very tough decisions over the last 48 hours. And now the team seems to be, at least for the time being, uh, in, heading in the right direction. The important aspect of tonight after that start was getting that first goal. And, boy, did they get that on a great pass from Falk to Thomas on a breakaway. Yeah, a little bit of an opportunistic pass. You know, it's one of those cool passes where if you put it through traffic when you have a speedster going, even if you don't connect, it's not going to be an icing because you saw that your forward had a little bit of an edge. So a very intelligent pass by Justin Falk, and he put a luff, enough air just underneath it and hoping for a good bounce, he got a good bounce. This was a game you needed goal scorers and leaders to step up. Justin Falk, clearly one of those leaders. Two assists on the game, a plus three. Robert Thomas, you know, although has not been the league as long as the Brandon Sods, you know, or the, or the Braden Shens, but, but truly a leader on this team and a goal scorer. And those are the players that needed to step up big here in tonight's game. Thomas on the first, Thomas on the second. He was on hat-trick watch, almost connected there on the empty net at the very end with Buchnevich. But those are the things you look for in games like this. I think the Buchnevich transition back to wing on the Thomas and Cairo line, of course, through Bannister's decision to put those three back together, proved to be great here tonight. All three of those guys plus three and made a huge impact on the offensive side of things. Even the fight tonight we saw between Tucker and Kachuk, important for the team, but also maybe very important for Tyler Tucker too. Important for everybody. I think that fight, there were no losers. The fans loved it. It was great for the Blues. Even though they are up 3 nothing. I think they needed to see some sort of response to say enough is enough. We're here to play a different way. So I loved it for the Blues. I loved it for Ottawa. I thought Brady Kachuk was trying to spark his team. It certainly worked. They scored just briefly after that. And all in all, I think that that fight really summed up a lot of the season, a lot of the frustration, a lot of things boiling over. And, of course, players doing their role and delivering. We talked to the pregame. What's it going to take? It's going to take every player to look at themselves individually in the eye. And I, I use the term, get out of your comfort zone. Every player in moments like this with a coaching transition has to realize that there has to be a whole nother level to their game. Tyler Tucker, yes, he's a fighter. But, you know, he's outmatched, outsized by Brady Kachuk. Probably not the most comfortable he's ever been in a fight. And they squared up right at center ice right there. But that was a player right there individually stepping out of his comfort zone. And it is amazing how it translated to the rest of his game. I thought he defended well. I thought he kept plays to the outside, made smart passes. Fights like that can really give you a lot of confidence as you head in deeper, deeper into the season. One of the things when we met with Drew Bannister uh, after he had his normal press conference this morning was he talked about you know his own routine well in the american hockey league you might play three games in three days you don't have as many early week midweek games kind of you have it is still more of a heavy not all the time but you know full college type schedule but it is more of a heavy weekend schedule than during the week you do have more stretches of two or three days without games in the american hockey league he'd meet with his coaches they talk about they plan they practice that's not the case in the National Hockey League. There's not a lot of practice time coming up right now for the St. Louis Blues. So that's one of Drew Bannister's challenges that he'll have here is take what he sees in the game. How do you work that? You're going to have to have some of those days off, which are even mandated by the CBA in the process. And so to your point, they're going to have to use morning skates. They're going to have to use that valuable practice time when they do have it. So it is a little bit of a different routine for him. But those moments are going to be critical for him to bring in whatever tweaks he wants to start working on as they start to play two, three, five games under Drew Bannister. Yeah, listen, I mean, the biggest thing that's going to be a challenge for him is observing 
and understanding personalities. I mean, to me, that that's it. That's what coaching is in the National Hockey League. I had these conversations. I was talking to Shane Doan about this a couple weeks ago. We were in Arizona, and he said it, it's the game is just the game. I mean, you have a set breakout. You have some power play tactics. But overall, it's just intensity, playing with heart, and playing on the same page and executing. And that all is just mental. It's mental, and it comes from a message of the coach. And the coach's job is to, to basically – motivate these players as best as you can and make them feel good about themselves to give them confidence so they can play in the game and perform at a top level. In order to do that, you're just managing emotions. All you're doing is communicating and you're figuring out what works for certain players and what doesn't work for other players. And that's where I say observing first. You mentioned on the bench he's going to spend the first six, seven, eight games observing, kind of learning. He's going to be leaning heavily on Mike Weber, and I think he's going to be leaning heavily on Steve Ott. I think Steve Ott's going to be his right-hand man over the next two weeks as he learns more and more about the personalities, about what makes a player tick and what makes a player not tick. And I think that that's going to be the biggest challenge for him moving forward. You mentioned the practice times, talking to Braden Shen, getting the leadership group and how are we feeling? Are we exhausted? Do we need a day off? How about a practice day? You know, just that kind of communication is going to go a long way with this team. Uh, But I do notice shortly in that very short scheme of when we had them here in the game, some young players that maybe were a little bit absent through the last few weeks under Craig Berube really came up big here tonight. Robert Thomas, certainly one of them. I thought Jordan Cairo on a plus three looked very good as well. Tyler Tucker stepped up in a big way. Human King was flying all over the place. Even Mackenzie McEachern had a nice couple scoring chances. So with as many young players as this group has, you know, it, it could be a really good solution to have a coach so familiar with a lot of these young guys on the ice in the roster right now. Jordan Cairo took some heat from fans. Uh, the reddish quote that was put out by Jeremy Rutherford there. I do wonder, Joe, and as I said during the game, and the fans uh, obviously are driving home maybe that, that weren't listening earlier, you're 25 years old, you're in the National Hockey League, you, uh, you, you owe it to your team, you owe it to yourself, you both on the ice, off the ice, every aspect of it. There's room for growth for Jordan to be more aware of, of every aspect of that. He said what he said. I personally don't know that he meant it the way it was completely taken because there's more depth to it or didn't understand maybe how that quote would be taken when he said it. But having having said that, he did say it, Joe. I actually do see this, though, as one of those points and a rallying point for the Blues in a locker room. He had a good game. You saw the way Pavel Butchnevich responded to him on that pass, patting him on the head, and how you know Jordan uh, Robert Thomas came over on there as well. There's a chance for the leadership of this team to also circle the wagons around him a little bit. Then Jordan realized it and respond in kind. And, and I think that's part of the growth of a team as a unit as well. I, I do. And I think that there's going to be – they're going to shed some light on this. And I would I would like to think it's going to happen sooner than later, whether, you know, Jordan Kyra comes out in the next 24, 48 hours and, and – Or even tonight. Even tonight yeah. and, and makes a statement about it. I think he wants to right the wrong. I think that he's done well by St. Louis. And I think that – you know, is it are the boos a little unwarranted? I, I think so. I, I personally listened to the audio. There were a couple lead up questions where I think he was getting a little bit tired of the question and, and like having to answer the question because it's almost like he was ready to move on. Like I, I just want to move on. Like here we go, got a new coach, got a game tonight. I want to get to my you know lunch and my nap, and I, I got to move on. So I felt that that was he was a bit rushed in the moment, and I could be wrong, but I felt it. I, I don't think there was any malice behind it. I don't think there was any hurtfulness and like shoving it to, to chief, if you will. I just think that this is a learning experience for him. Mm-hmm. He he's a young player. He still is a young. I mean, he's not a fresh chicken, but he's not a Braden Shen. You know, a, the Braden Shens of the world, they recognize that this is the media. 
this is how things are going to sound, and this is how you approach it. This is how you professionally answer a question like that. Even if you don't feel like it, you consider the coach, you consider the organization first. That's what Braden Shen does all the time. Where does this stand on the organization? The, the questions are answered according to the organization. I think Jordan Cairo in that moment was thinking a little bit about himself, a little bit about the relationship with Chief, when in fact, as you learn through this, it's always team first, and I think it got a little bit sidetracked there. But like I said, I think within 24, 48 hours, I think this ship will be right, and then hopefully this Everybody get it out of their system, basically. Get it out of your system. Yeah. I think come Saturday night, yep. I think it's going to end. Thank you, Joe. Well, Tim Woodburn is a veteran broadcaster of 12 seasons of calling play-by-play for hockey. He's covered major and minor league sports for 30 years. He joins me on the podcast each and every time. Here are his thoughts on the Blues bounce back game. Well, Chris, a nice way to start off the Drew Bannister era, albeit interim for now, with a victory over the Ottawa Senators at home. You see this a lot in a lot of sports. A manager gets fired in baseball, a coach gets fired in hockey, teams get aggravated and upset, they think they cost somebody a job, and they come out and they gut suck it up and they get the job done. Robert Thomas was great tonight. The Blues actually had four points from defensemen tonight, which has been a real big bugaboo of mine. I mean, Tori Krug and Justin Falk have combined for 127 shots this year, and they've scored one total goal between them. They still need to get more secondary scoring from the defense, but it was a nice way to uh, start the era with a victory. Maybe the Blues can put some wins together, string some things together, and uh, regain some confidence that they haven't had in a long time. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. Hey, two takeaways for me in game number one under Drew Bannister. First off, Alexei Torepchenko. It's still curious to see what role Alexei Torepchenko can play. You're still curious to find out what is his ceiling. He put him on the third line with Jake Neighbors and Kevin Hayes. He said prior to the game that he wanted to see Torepchenko play a much more straight, direct game, something that he had Alexei do when Alexei was playing for him in Springfield in the American Hockey League. Torepchenko had some big hits. He had some good defensive plays. He was all over the ice. And when you see his size, his skating ability, his willingness to be physical, it just makes you salivate a little bit and wonder what is the ceiling for Alexei Torepchenko and what kind of game can he play? It looked like a very solid, very energetic game one under Drew Bannister. We're looking forward to seeing what he does now against a pretty big and strong Dallas team on Saturday night. The second takeaway is something I've talked about throughout the whole season. Look at Jordan Bennington. A 32-save performance from Jordan Bennington, and one of the biggest saves of the game came early in the third period when he made a breakaway save on Matthew Joseph. A huge save. Jordan Bennington has that gumption. Jordan Bennington has the big moment ability to make the big stop when you need it. He makes those stops more than he doesn't. And it is such a key piece to the Blues stabilizing things, to moving forward, staying in the playoff picture, and maybe even finding a playoff spot by the end of the year. Jordan Biddington is going to be a big, big part of that. He has that making a difference ability every single game that will give the team in front of him confidence. Jordan Bennington, once again, absolutely fantastic last night. Well, those are my two key takeaways from the game. Hopefully you enjoyed the sound, the highlights, and all the analysis. I thank you for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. Next episode comes your way after the Blues play the Dallas Stars on Saturday night. We'll have it up and ready early Sunday morning for you. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Blues and Stars come your way on Saturday, and we will see you at the rink.